This is Inspiration Speaks. I'm your host, Travel Man James. In this show, you'll hear the stories of the amazing people I've met and will continue to meet along the journey through my life. After hearing their stories, you're sure to move forward with a little stronger flame in your heart and possibly a little bit more knowledge in your brain. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this because aren't we all just waiting to be inspired? Today, for our very first episode of Inspiration Speaks, I have some two special guests. I'd like to call them my friends, my gym partners, coaches, and just inspiring people. They're the owners of PDX Barbell Club here in Portland, Oregon, and it is Stephen Doe and Peter Wynn. How are you guys doing today? Doing awesome. Awesome. Glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you guys here. It's been such a pleasure watching your guys' gym just grow and flourish and it's just been inspiring to me and that's why I wanted to talk to you guys and get to little get to know a little bit more about how you guys did what you've done. Before we get into the gym, I'd like to know a little bit about your your backgrounds. Where do you come from? How did life grow how was life growing up? Does one of you want to start? Steven? Sure. Um, so I grew up in Eastern Oregon and Pendleton, Oregon. All right. So you're also a home Oregon bred like yep. me. Yeah. have a small town. Um, I was always uh, the computer guy growing up, big old video gamer and, and a nerd. <laughs> Never really <laughs> lifted any weights. Um, I did play football and basketball up until freshman year in high school and uh, everybody grew, but I didn't. <laughs> so I still, I still stayed the same, about five foot four. And uh, I was back then I was about 130 pounds and uh, spent most of my time just uh, working um, for an internet company um, and then playing video games, buying, building computers. Awesome. And working on uh, just like computer stuff. What was a favorite childhood video game that you have that you uh, can think of? I would say, uh, not really childhood, but uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so I've been there. That, I was pretty hooked on that. I think I had over like a year of gameplay time. Leroy Jenkins. How about you, Peter? Um, so I'm like Steven. Um, I'm actually from Virginia. All right. All okay. The East Coast. Um, I grew up very similar, similarly to Steven. Um, I was more in the books. Um, I was not a very athletic person growing up. Um, my, my dad was actually afraid of me joining the football team because he heard all these stories about people getting concussions, and so he would never he would never let me play sports. Um, I was actually in the high school marching band, and I had these. Are, are you familiar with the tenor drums? There's like five drums. I yeah. So you had like the set of drums set on of drums, you. Okay, right. not just the single snare right. drum. My right? my dad. Uh, my dad wanted me out of the marching band because he was unsure that I could like actually hold all the drums. <laughs> Seriously, so he, he doubted. He doubted my strength. Actually, wow, wow. It's so. I find that you guys both are talking like you know, no strength, no working out, and to, to see you now and like, yeah. just like you amaze me with your physical abilities. So yeah. it's just so funny hearing right. this. Right. <laughs> Growing up, I was uh, I was uh, actually not skinny. I was pretty pretty big. I was about. Uh, 200 pounds, 190 to 200 pounds. 
same way I am now, but obviously fat, right? <laughs> um, so uh, then I went to Virginia Tech to uh, finish my studies. Um, and during that time, that's when I kind of discovered fitness. Right? Okay. Um, started off doing a lot of, a lot of cardio and then got super skinny. Um, and then from that route, then I wanted to get stronger. All right. So what, what it was, it was getting healthier, getting fit, getting skinny. Is that kind of what drew, drove That's you right. to fitness? Yeah. Okay. Was that yeah. kind of the same thing for you, Steven, or did you want to get, get bigger or get stronger? I just to, um, so I'd say I skipped the part of uh, what happened after I moved. <laughs> so I moved uh, to Portland and then just living the dream, eating out every day, you know, <laughs> making money. And uh, I got up to about almost 200 pounds too. And same thing as Peter, I just wanted to lose weight. Well, actually, I, I realized that what I was doing was unhealthy and I just wasn't feeling good every day, mm. uh, physically and mentally. Uh, it was fun, I just didn't feel good. So yeah. decided just to start. Uh, Pana, one of our members of the gym, also their cousin, also my cousin, was the one that got me in the fitness, actually. So That's awesome. It's always nice to have somebody that helps help yeah. you, encourage you, bring you. I mean, mm-hmm. I had the same thing when it got me in. I wanted to just get healthier. Yeah. I, <laughs> it is, and it becomes addicting, and then that's what that's what you strive on. Yeah. Um, so, gosh, that's uh, that's awesome. That is so awesome that you guys were able to, to take that and change. And you both work for... For Intel now, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Right. So you're still doing the technology, but you're also keeping an active and, and healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. What What was it that made you decide to to start the gym? Right. Uh, so actually, uh, well, actually, before, hold on. Sorry. Before we go into that, how did you guys How did you guys get to know each other? Where did <laughs> Where did you guys meet? So was that, it, I was about to explain how we started the gym. Ah. Uh, that's how we actually met each other. Okay. Not not from work, but from yeah. the gym. All right. So we uh, we both went to twenty four hour tennis porn. Okay. Um, and so Stephen was the type of person who had his headphones on all the time. He didn't really want to talk to people. Um, I'm actually that type of person too. But um, you know, I saw him uh, having a lot of powerlifting gear, which was different uh, from all the people in the gym. So I was like, okay, so a fellow powerlifter, I can actually talk to him, and we can, you know, speak on the same wavelength or whatever. So you were also interested in powerlifting at the time as well. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you coming can... coming here, I was um, I was already competing in powerlifting. All right. So before at, you at, came uh, to Oregon. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's how we that's how we met. We met at the gym, and uh, we were just like, man, I just we we're just tired of this commercial gym. We we're tired of like the people around here and like the the equipment they have, and we we're just like, you know, screw it, just let's just build our own gym, right? And that's just that's 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 well, what there was it was. A, there's a, you know, there's a lot more to it. it was, um, that's the basics. Yeah, that was, so that's the, that's the <laughs> basics. So, so okay, when okay. I when I first met him, uh, I saw I, I you know I had my headphones on, I had the big giant Beats headphones. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to talk. He's <laughs> just me. like I am you know? working out. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm a social person, but inside of the gym, I just want to get in and out. Um, but I saw him, and he came in with a with a shoulder rock, a big old rumble roller. His gym bag was like the size of this table, and I was like, "What the heck, dude?" This guy's a power lifter. <laughs> so I, I had a feeling he was gonna say something to me. So, you know, and uh, he did. He actually came up to me, and then uh, eventually uh, we found out we worked together. And then uh, we didn't train together because we he was on a completely different schedule. And uh, eventually, uh, you know, he would ask me to spot him on bench, and I would ask him to spot me as well. And um, and then about, I think, four or five months go by, and uh, 
This was when he was training at Kabuki, which okay. was like an hour drive at least from uh, Hillsborough. And, uh, you know, I think it was winter was approaching, so, you know, driving from here over there. That's a rough commute. Yeah, yeah. all the I, way from uh, Hillsborough. Yeah. I would drive in the heat of traffic. Just because when I, I came over to Portland, that was the only powerlifting gym I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was all Oregon powerlifting was, just Kabuki. Well, to be honest, I mean, the powerlifting community, for me, yeah. I, I really did, until you guys, I didn't know really anything around here. That's mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know of Kabuki, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, in Hellsboro, we, we didn't really have. Yeah, there was no, 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 nope. Actually, I didn't even know any powerlifters, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was mostly spread throughout Oregon. Yeah, and you would meet them at meets. Okay. So so uh, now we basically what happened was uh, we weren't training together, but we would talk occasionally, and then uh, I decided just to, we just decided to message each other on uh, Skype through work. Mm. I don't know what we we're talking about. Just like oh, how's your training going or something like that. And it was a Friday, so it was kind of slow at work for me. Um, and uh, nobody was at work because it was I think snowed in that week. And uh, he, he was at work and I was at work. And, <laughs> and uh, so I was just like, man, it'd be nice to have our own equipment and train. So originally the idea wasn't to open a gym publicly. So it was just, OK, let's just get a garage. I asked, so I asked him, I was like, does your apartment have a garage that you can rent? Because it'd be cool to buy some equipment and just train there. Oh, and he's okay. like, I don't. And I was like, you know, I always thought it'd be cool to get a storage unit because I know mechanics that do that. So then uh, this was all on a Friday. And I was like, you know what? Uh, he's like, yeah, that'd be cool. So we we started making some phone calls. And then uh, I think on my lunch break, I went over to a storage unit. And it was uh, 10 foot by 30 foot. So 300 square foot size of one car garage, basically. And then I was like, hey, Peter, this is, they have electricity. There's a bathroom. Because his number one thing was it has to have a bathroom. Bathroom. Right? And then mine was just, it has to have electricity because I'm a guy, I can go pee outside. Yeah. So we, found, so we found something, and I was like, you need to come here after work, and then we need to sign this today. So this is all the same, do you guys thought yeah. of the idea? Boom, this was, all right. This was a Friday, and it started all through Skype. Wow. Yeah. Uh, once we secured the deal, we literally were, like, shaking. We yeah, cannot, we, not, we, we didn't cannot, have any equipment. We could not concentrate on work at that point. Yeah, yeah you were just like, like we were just like, just our minds were blown. Yeah, and it just it's just by luck that that this was actually available. And at that time, there was no intention to create a business from this because we didn't know anybody. Yeah, didn't know it's anybody. Like, just us, yeah. You it just was, wanted was, a place to go work out. That's right. Well, it what was supposed to be kind of like. A space for just the two of us mm-hmm. with good equipment. Just 100% passion driven, right mm-hmm. there. There's no intent to make money. There's just intent for you guys to be able to improve your craft and mm-hmm. your skill. I mean, I didn't even care if I if I saw him there. It's just if, if we saw if we trained together, it was you know the luck of the draw. Yeah. Right. But the fact that we can have the equipment, the competition equipment. And even when we started, we didn't even know about equipment. We were just like, oh, let's go to roguefitness.com. Let's look up a a cool squat rack, you know, the typical stuff. And that's when we started to realize that the stuff that we were buying, like our first purchase was a rack, wasn't any different than the gym, right? So then we started to look at competition equipment because that's when it basically uh, elevated us to the next level of... Okay. Uh, of uh, having competition equipment allows us to improve our, uh, you know, our 
Yeah. yeah. And skills on the platform, right? And what makes you different than these other mm -hmm. gyms that are already in your area? They're not, you know, you were looking for that focus of powerlifting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Strictly powerlifting. Yeah. Right. And so from there, you guys have this spot. And how, how did it slowly evolve, right? Did you, you had friends and family that it slowly yeah. just, it started to grow with? Uh, yeah. Most of his friends, uh, most of Steven's friends and family members, uh, they started coming to the gym just to train with us, mm -hmm. right? And then, um, you know, friends got to uh, speak of the gym to other friends, and then it just kind of grew from there. Boom, I would boom, say boom. Instagram was uh, the, the major contrib contribution mm -hmm. for the growth of the gym because it wasn't us that was just posting it was the members. Uh, they weren't even members then. They were just friends, training partners, right? Because yeah. uh, we weren't a business or anything, you know. So they would come. So we had, we kind of had this philosophy where we spent so much of our time back in 24-hour fitness trying to train people, convince people to come train. You know, okay, let's go at five o'clock, six o'clock, and then you know we're, we work around their schedule. Now um, we have our storage unit where they have to work on our schedule because we have a key, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want to train, you come at five. And we will train with you and offer you what we know. I mean, we weren't even coaches then. We were just, oh, let's get strong together, you know. Let's download some program templates on the internet. You were just encouraging. Yeah, right? and that's you what it was. trying to help people. It was purely mm -hmm. you were trying to offer your knowledge and your skills to better everybody yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. It's mostly just, uh, you know, just a group of friends that hang out and lift with each other. Listen to music, lift. You know, we had about, what, nine people in there? Nine people? <laughs> yeah. Nine people in a 300-square-foot space. Yeah. So when did the idea to turn it into a business come? When did when did that start? When did it all of a sudden just snap and say, hey, let's oh, let's make this a business? I think that was the transition from 2.0 to 3.0. Okay. We realized that this could actually be a business, right? Yeah. And so um, we had nine people, like we were saying, um, in this 300 square foot space. And we were just like, we have to expand. Right. There's just because people would be like overflowing into the parking space. Right? Mm -hmm. You couldn't fit everyone in the space. Yeah. You had just, to sit outside to wait. <laughs> yeah. You had to sit in between your sets outside in the, in the cold sometimes. Right. Yeah. That's so, a little rough. So we, right? we were able to. OK. So right now, PDX Barbell Club, there's three versions, 1.0, 2.0 and 3.0. 1.0 is a storage unit, which is 300 square foot. And then 1.5, not many people know about this, but we got another storage unit directly across from us, which is about 150 yeah. square foot, so half. And we were able to fit our cable crossover in there, we our GHD. That, we call that the accessories. Yeah, accessories. The accessories. Okay, so, that, so you go do the big yeah. list, and then you go over to the other side, right. and you do the accessories. You have to go across the street to do your accessories. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can still see each other, but uh, I mean, but luckily we were able to move before winter because you know when we first started winter that was man we were going through propane heaters like every week so it was, yeah. it was pretty expensive but, but like to what peter was saying was the nine of us uh you know we well, well peter and i we had this discussion like you know it would be really cool to get just a warehouse right but how can we do it without losing money but also how can we do it without do this without making it something where we hate doing you know yeah. we need to keep powerlifting a hobby right if we make it into something that we're depending on making income on it just changes the perspective of things so he loves his job you know he's a process engineer and I'm, I, I was a product engineer at the time at intel and i love what i do and 
if we were to give up what we were doing to chase opening a gym to make money, it wasn't a, a wise decision. It wasn't lucrative. It wasn't profitable. Yeah. And you also risk losing your passion. Exactly, right? How do we fund this gym, right, if we don't have a full-time job? A lot of people don't realize that we do work full-time. You know, on average, you work like 45, 50 hour weeks, you know, and I'm about a little bit over 40 hours um, most of the time. And, uh, you know, it's uh, that, that's the thing is people will... When you chase these these uh, goals, you can't give up everything without having some sort of, you know, secure backup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can do it, but at least have a fallback plan. And ours was not to quit our job. Not to quit your job. But even then, you know, we're still working full time. You know, work's going great. But you also liked your job because it wasn't like you were miserable. Exactly. Every day. That's you know, the difference. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like you were trying to give up something that That's you right. liked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't foresee myself. You know, quitting my job anytime soon. Same. So, <laughs> yeah. So we had a pack. So once Peter and I made the agreement, like, okay, if we do this, everything's split 50 50. You get 50%, I get 50%. What, of whatever, you know, even if it's not money, if, even if it's a, a spending money. But we also have to make sure that we take care of the original founders that helped the gym grow. So we asked them, we, we're not going to do. For us to expand, would you guys be willing to go on this adventure with us? Because if you guys say no, we're not going to do it, right? But you also have to understand that we're the the workout times are going to take a lot longer because of the space. So of course nobody said no, you know, and that's what we expected. So and then we grew to 2.0, right? See, so it grew grew to 2.0. We still weren't charging anyone. Um, it was still kind of like a hobby. Um, and so there we started expanding our coaching abilities. We started taking in more members. Um, and that's that's where the kind of like the majority of the 3.0 members are, are now from, right? The uh, original 3.0 crew, right? Um, and so that, that was kind of where we developed our, our vision that this really could become a profiting business, right? And as our coaching abilities uh, improved and our business uh, uh, abilities improved as well, um, we were confident enough to make the next step to go to 3.0. Uh, but beyond that, you know, we moved to 3.0 for other reasons as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, we 2.0 was located right beneath the landlord. So that was about, what, 1,200 square foot? Yeah. Okay. And it was connected to the landlord's house on the business property. Yeah. The same uh, the same complex right now. So every single time we deadlifted or played loud music, and she was... You know, right up there, right? She, yeah. She would come down and like basically file a noise complaint and be like, "Hey, you guys can't can't do this." Ah, right? uh, I mean, really rough. In, in powerlifting, you know, deadlifting is one of the three com- big movements, right? So we we weren't just gonna be like, "Yeah, just stop deadlifting." Right? <laughs> right? You can't. You, yeah. you have to you do that. You can't do it, right? Um, and so okay. during that time, um, and this is why I say lock. And I, I know Stephen would agree. Luck is such a critical component of, of how this business has been flourishing. 
I think um, luck is important in a lot right, of yeah. areas of life, man. I've yeah. heard it from a lot of other successful people is right. they just happened to do the right things when that luck and they took advantage mm-hmm. of that opportunity, that, right? That, exactly. It's a, you know, a lot of people see this stuff as a burden, you know, like if the landlord is getting mad at you, you just, just compl- yeah, just deal with it. And then for us, we take it as an opportunity as a... To expand our business. It, right? To expand. So we made a, an agreement with her where we said, you know, we want to work together. You know, we're professionals, right? And uh, professionals as in we understand how to talk to people, you know, how to uh, meet in the middle. So we told her that if you can help us find a new space, we'll move out uh, in the same complex because we have a one-year lease at that point. And uh, she was like, you know what? Uh, I'll see what I can do. And then the neighbor (coughs) behind us, connected, wanted to expand his business. So this is crazy how lucky it is. So he he told us, he was like, hey, I heard about you guys making noise. I'm about to get the space over there. It's twice the size, but I'd rather have your space because I can just knock down the wall and I won't have to move. So it was like, so the timing of it and the other company was moving out. So it's like, (laughs) okay, shit, we have a two month window where we can either end the business or uh, basically go into a, a, a hole for a little bit, you know, pay a large amount of rent without members. Because we didn't feel that it, we didn't feel that our business was uh, at the point where we can charge members yet. Okay. Because we weren't open seven days a week. We were open like four days a week, you know, and only for like four hours a day. So uh, we allowed what, like 20 members to train for free for almost four months, three months. Yeah. And uh, so January came around, which is 3.0, and then that's uh, that's when the opportunity presented for us to expand, right? So Peter and I, you know, again, we uh, we have completely different backgrounds of uh, what we offer to the gym, right? Um, so if we were to put everything on a timeline, January 2018 was when we started, right? No, 2017. Uh, when we got the storage unit and then June 2017 is when we got the half storage unit 1.5 and then uh, August we found the space of 2017 this is when we found the commercial space and then uh, at, at that point I actually went to uh, Australia for two weeks so Peter actually did all the signing of the lease while I was gone I just did it digitally but, but and this was completely new to him right we just dropped this on him like hey Peter I found this space. There you go, Peter. I said, you have to figure it out, right? Because I'm across the country. And he did. He said, okay, Steven, just sign the paper. We write the check. So I came back. He already did all the videos, you know, showed the gym members. Awesome. So I came back, and all I had to do was, all we had to do was move the equipment, you know, and uh, we did it all in one day, right? One day. One day. And um, And the gym members helped you. The gym members helped, yeah. That's awesome. So that was uh, September of 2017. So imagine imagine all the work that we just did to move into 2.0. And then three months later, we were like, oh, crap, now we have to move again. So January 2018. So, yeah, three months later, that's when we moved to where we're at now, which is a 2,500 square foot. Wow. And again, everything is uh, a lot of luck, but a lot of uh, taking... Control, yeah, taking control of the opportunity. Yeah. You know, and uh, for for Peter and I, like, I treat a lot of what I do like the game of chess. Um, you always have to have a, a plan. If plan A goes wrong, have plan B. And Peter's similar mindset. But again, uh, I have a business background because I used to be a banker, a business banker. And uh, Peter, uh, he's a process engineer. So, again, uh, and he's very... Uh, 
I'd say uh, uh, methodical. Yeah, like like for me, I, I just want to get stuff done, right? But he'll yeah. actually read the document. Okay. Like so, I, I fully trusted him going over like the lease, you know, checking out. Okay, here's the ding here because I would have skipped all of that, and that's where we have the difference of uh, what we bring to the table as business owners. You know, if if it's we yin and yang. exactly oh, right. Exactly. And we started to realize this later. Actually, the responsibility is carried over into 3.0. Um, and then, you know, we were, I was, at least I was getting frustrated. I wasn't able to handle the business side like he was because he was so good at it. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I want to help. I want to learn these skills. I want to be able to be just as good as you. And then we just came to realization, um, you know, we can just focus on what we're good at, mm-hmm. right? He's he's very strong in the business side. Um, I was starting to develop my coaching abilities, and uh, you know, I I to this day I'm a I'm very competitive powerlifter. I try to compete at least two meets a a year. Yeah, you're right? a world record holder, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> in, in the deadlift only event in my weight class in this federation. Peter's very very modest. So he, he yeah he, he actually uh, had. Again, all of this was, I would say, accidental. You know, it was never our intentions to open the gym. He was never going, didn't know he was going to be a coach. I didn't know I was going to be a coach. But at the time, you know, when all the people that joined the gym, uh, we were, again, we're on different schedules. I was an actual coach, but I wasn't a good coach, right? It wasn't until we got to the business side where I realized I couldn't coach. And that's when Peter stepped up. You know, I think it was just one day where I was like, you guys, please listen to Peter and li- see how he deadlifts, right? Have him explain, you know, we shut off the music. And at that point, it was just like, wow, Peter actually has a really good way of explaining thing, how to technique, how to teach technique. But also we were building uh, programs at that point because uh, a lot of the stuff that we're doing is, you know, once we became a seven day a week gym, we couldn't be there all the time to tell people what to do. So we had to develop programs for the members. And that's where Peter really stepped up. So that took a lot off my plate, right? Yeah. Now Peter is the head coach, right? He has his clients and I'm there. Focus on the business and do Exactly. So I still help coach, but I'm not the primary coach. Yeah, you know? and I, you know, oh, yeah. obviously I help with the business as well. So, exactly. You know, we, we, we kind of develop our abilities by helping each other out. Yeah. But at the same time, we have primary responsibilities, and that's where we focus most of our um, responsibilities and stuff on. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to do. If you're both doing so the same do. things, then yeah, that's right. you're wasting time, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. That's what we realize. And we get frustrated. I mean, people get frustrated when things aren't done the way you want it. I never did because... Uh, we never did that because we never had the opportunity to try to do each other's work. Right? Uh, if I I knew that if I tried to coach now what he's doing, it would kind of be like micromanaging or if he tried to do what I did. So we just trust each other, right? But we always usually have a second opinion. Like, is this is this something that is a good uh, decision, right? Yeah. And usually we agree yeah. because Most, we've already done the work. Right. Most everything is, is, is always... Uh, we always ask each other. It's like, is this the right decision for the company? Is this the right decision for the business? This does make sense, right? So it's always a second opinion. Trust plays such a huge role right. into your guys' success. Yeah. And another thing that I think plays such a huge role into your um, business's success and just the overall community that you guys have built is, is your... <coughs> passion with people is what it what I'm truly hearing is that you, your care for the people your care for what you do I don't really hear anything about money I mean you guys it's, it's completely fueled by passion mm. and 
how how have you been able to create such an amazing community? I mean, that's that's what honestly I love about your gym. As I feel like I am a family member, you know, I'm, you know, we get to do this meet here in a couple of uh, weeks and it's so exciting because it's a huge team of people that are just so, so happy to be together. You know, there's, yeah. everybody's encouraging each other in the gym. You know, what, how did you, how have you been able to create that? I mean, I'm just, what did you do? What did you do? How, how would you tell somebody this is the steps that you need to take to create a community of people that are going to help your business grow. Yeah. So when we started the gym, right? Again, like like Stephen said, um, it was never about the money. Um, we always placed priority the members, right? And so most of everything that we built was based on member inquiry or whether we thought that this would benefit members the most, right? So any, anything from the equipment to the expansion of the space to uh, just even general events that we would invite our members to, like uh, sometimes, you know, at least for, for this, this meet, right, we've all been going together as a team because we really de- developed that team kindling family bond. Yeah. And so everything that we do, we always try to involve the members if we can. I mean, it was yeah. awesome. I had only been working out there for maybe a couple of weeks. and You were like a regular within yeah, the first week. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I had a meet early up and a, a number of the members that I had barely even gotten to know yet, it didn't really know me at all, showed I, up, supported me. Peter was there and he helped me and handled me. And it was just amazing. No expectation. And just and all it, it just made me feel so... I remember the, the, the first week that we opened, uh, when you came in, because you came in uh, when we first opened officially as a business, and I, I had already seen you at uh, Beaverton 24 Hour, so, uh, you know, you weren't uh, not a familiar face, but I remember um, when you told us, uh, you told Manny, or one of our staff members, uh, that, you know, you really want to join the gym, but you got to wait till after your meet, and then I was like, oh, that's cool. So, you know, back then for me... Uh, my role wasn't to try to sell memberships. It was just to listen to the members, right? So I was just like, oh, that's cool. Hopefully he comes back, you know? Whereas other companies are like, oh, you need, you really need to sell this membership. Call them tomorrow, right? But instead, uh, you know, we get an email the next day, like, hey, I'm ready to join. And I was like, yeah, we didn't have to sell anything, right? No. And then we started to realize it wasn't us that was selling it. It was the members, right? And what was... We, we ask ourselves all the time, you know, what, why, why is our gym community so friendly, so open? And it's because of, uh, I think a lot of us aren't uh, egotistic and we all genuinely want each other to get stronger, whether you're lifting the bar, you know, 45 or 100 pounds, right? You're here at a spot, regardless of the weight. If somebody asks you, hey, can you look at my, you know, technique? But... Uh, the major piece of equipment in our gym that really brings us all together are, are the uh, competition combo racks that we have by Texas Strength Systems. So that's the uh, so that allows us to do a quick height change, you know, with the rack. So I can squat with Peter. So you know, twenty four hour fitness people that would want to work out with me would have to basically mini squat it out of the rack. You know, my hook is like super low and then you have somebody that's way up here right so this piece of equipment and it, again this was not planned it just happened this way 
this equipment allows us to train with everybody at all heights. And the fact that all of us lift different weights, the, that and all so what that means is that everybody has to be ready to load each other's plates right so we're kind of creating a bond yeah you know whether it's you lifting 45 pounds uh, 135 or you know peter squatting 405 right we're all contributing by adding the weights and we're watching each other like hey you know you got it because cheering, each other, cheering each other on and then the next person is going to be up so we're ready to go so when 3.0 started when you joined we only had i think three of them Three combo racks or four. Yeah, I think it was like three, yeah. So we all had to share, right? And, you know, we were just like, we were so busy, like, trying to uh, trying to run the business that we were just saying, like, to our original members, hey, you know, like, Pengzi, go to work with, can you work out with James, show him how to use the equipment? And then from there, you guys were already talking. Yeah. Right? We didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So our members <laughs> really, the original members really helped bring up the business. And not, not you know... To give credit now, it's the members as a whole, even to this day, all the new 3.0 members, it's almost like you guys were there with us from the beginning, right? Because you guys are all on the same page as us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I just felt so welcome in that gym and I just wanted me to come back. And I remember, like you said, you know, you didn't, you didn't do any selling. I was even asking like, hey, you know, I remember specifically to asking Peter, do you guys think that you'll be filling up soon? Like, do I need to jump on this? And Peter was like, no, no, I really doubt that we're going to have our spots filled up anytime soon. You have time to think about it. Don't worry. You don't need to rush. And even though he was like, just, t- I was like, no, I, I need to get in on this. I need <laughs> we, to get in. We, you know, <laughs> we never try to rush the memberships, right? We, yeah. we definitely let the members think about it. Let them feel out the space. Um, you know, get a sense of the community and then from there make their decisions, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think, uh, I think the other big selling point was the fact that we always focused on powerlifting, right? Yeah. Strictly back, powerlifting. Back when we built the gym, we were like, hey, should we get like Olympic, you know, plates and Olympic platforms and bodybuilding machines? And we're just like, no, nah, we're just going to focus on powerlifting, yeah. right? And that's very different from a lot of gyms mm-hmm. um, because they might sell themselves as like a strength fitness community sort of sort of gem right and so they would have this blend of like olympic style platforms and powerlifting and bodybuilding and it's just a, a lot of different disciplines some of them can pull it off but we decided that if we tried to go that route it would just get to be too complicated plus yeah. we know nothing about you know strongman bodybuilding yeah i mean not experts at it but so we just focused on what we were good at yeah mm-hmm. and and pat you, you may not be as passionate with the strongman and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. i think that's what's important right is if you start adding in all of these other things just so that you can start having more you know uh different options just to that's yeah it's like yeah. it's like you know a restaurant and they have this oh, huge, yeah. except the only restaurant i think can do this is the cheesecake factory but most <laughs> yeah, restaurant, yeah. if you have this huge menu usually there's only like a couple things that are really that good and yeah if somebody doesn't get the right thing they may never come back so the places that usually have this really tiny menu but everything on it is done amazingly those are usually more successful right and, yeah and then uh the members because everything is powerlifting specific everything everyone is powerlifting oriented yeah so it's yeah. not there's no split in the gym like right. uh, so there's not like you know 
all, all these weightlifters are in this corner, all the powerlifters are on this corner. They never associate yes. with each other. Mm-hmm. That's important, right? right? You don't have a divide in the gym. Exactly. Because that, I mean, yeah, just because is. some people, they have this ego, oh, they do this, I, I'm a bodybuilder, I'm going to do this better, I'm a powerlifter, I'm this better. Yeah. And you, everybody's it's in there. That. Yeah. That's, right. yeah, that's important. Yeah. I don't, I think that's... Everyone, everyone squats, everyone benches, everyone deadlifts. You know, they, they know exactly what they're doing. And like I said, it was before... Um, yeah, when when we go to meets, right? Every the whole team is there. Yeah, the regardless team, if they're lifting or not. Right, the whole team is prepping for a meet. If they're not competing in the meet, at least they're there to support, to spot each other, to to yell and cheer each other mm-hmm. on, right? And even if you know, even they they make the drive out to the meet and and spectate and cheer to the members that are competing, mm-hmm. right? It's and it's, then at that point they're they're sold and they're like, all right, I want to. I want to compete in the next meet. I yeah, want to right. be a part of this community. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's and then we welcome everybody. You know, if you're encouraging, you want to get strong, you come in, you know, with uh, goals of uh, becoming strong, stronger for yourself. Uh, that's what we want, right? Yeah. You know, you don't have to be the strongest guy. We don't, we don't expect you to be stronger than this person. You know, just uh, just don't be an asshole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? That's really what it is. You just want good people yeah. in there. And I think you guys have done a great job and, and really attracted some amazing people in that gym. Everybody is so awesome. And you guys have talked a little bit about, you know, some of the issues and like struggles that you had to um, work through as you've built this business. But is there anything like any big struggle struggle any major issue that you would like that you can think of that you would point out that you had to work through or fight through to to build this or have you kind of talked about most of those issues you've had to work with like the landlord uh maybe it's the same for steven um it was really just trying to balance um this the many hours required to kind of run this business and keep it going with with my re chaotic job right (laughs) um and outside i mean to to be honest outside of just my job and the gym i'm really not doing much anything else i'm okay with that yeah right is that you just don't have any time to do anything i don't have any time and i'm okay with that right i spend i spend most of my free time just working on you know client programs or looking into the business and seeing what else we can do to improve it right and then beyond that i'm at my i'm at work yeah but for you it's something you enjoy both you enjoy the gym you enjoy powerlifting. you enjoy coaching you enjoy your work i mean it's yeah it brings a balance yeah so it's in my life um, you know, Steven, Steven's, a, Steven's life is a little bit more chaotic. <laughs> in, different, in different ways. Yeah. You know, it's a, again, we bring, Peter and I, we, we feel that we bring equally the same to the business. Um, the, if, if he wasn't around, there's no way the business would succeed. And I feel the same way if I wasn't around. I mean, it could, but it's just not the same, right? Yeah. It would, you know? it would be much harder. You know, the, uh, I would say the struggles that I had, uh, I would say both of us actually was, that like he mentioned one was time, you know, balancing time, work, training yourself, and competing was very hard at first. But you, you kind of roll with it, right? You, you become stronger when you start to uh, start to adapt. And then, you know, we, we, as long as we're not neglecting our actual real life uh, tasks, yeah, jobs. Yeah, tasks, right? You know, and then, yeah, and, you know, I have two dogs and, you know, I got to pay a mortgage and everything too. So it's like, 
I need to be able to come home and sleep and uh, not forget that the gym isn't my priority. And a, a huge part of helping me realize that was, you know, my girlfriend Mackenzie, which I met at the gym um, or through powerlifting. You know, she, she kind of gave me the uh, realization that, you know, it, the gym is supposed to be a hobby. If I turn into a business and I lose sight of, um, I lose sight of having fun, then then people will see it right yeah you know if I go to the gym with a bad attitude because we're not making money people will see it right so you know she and this this is where I, I kind of uh, where Peter and I we kind of started to develop uh, uh, our staff so right now um, you know we can only see as much as uh just Peter and I, right? Initially when we started, it was only Peter and I that can see things, right? We can take people's uh, opinions and then, you know, process it and then come up with a plan. But in order for us to grow, we needed to see the bigger picture. So we brought on Manny, uh, Brian and Mackenzie uh, uh, as part of our staff, right? We have, now we have a total of five of us that can oversee, take each other's opinion, you know, and we trust each other to make uh, good business decisions. Um, so that's what helped us develop uh, more of our business side is just uh, having more uh, people involved that we believe uh, is on the same page as us. It can help you give you some new ideas. Exactly. It's always right. nice, like, you guys, sometimes your your mind, your your sight gets tunnel vision, right? Mm -hmm. It's good to have somebody help open that up, right? The thing is, you know, Stephen and I, when we, when we make a decision, we almost always agree. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it's good that. to have somebody it's, play it's devil's advocate. It's basically the same decision. <laughs> Just two people to back it up. But that's good. That's a good thing, though, right? I mean, yeah, it's good that you guys yeah. are in such alignment. You know. Sometimes we don't see the whole picture, so yeah, you know. that's what the other guys are there for. Yeah, right. And, and they're not afraid to tell us wrong. So mm -hmm. that's what we want, right? We even even our members, you know, if they see something and they tell us, we listen, right? And that's what we want. I mean, everybody, I would consider everybody else, everybody in the gym, like a stakeholder. You know, if we grow, you're growing, right? You know, we're not buying this equipment for ourselves. We're buying it for the whole gym, but. We didn't buy it because we wanted it. We bought it because a bunch of you guys said you wanted it, right? So, you know, and, and that's what you don't get at commercial gyms or other gyms is the <coughs> the opportunity to, to well, okay, at a commercial gym, you'll see a list that says, you know, put stuff down that you want the gym to get, right? And it's almost unlikely they're going to ever do it. Right. They, yeah. They're just doing it, right? <laughs> they just so, have it there so that people can feel like they're being Exactly. Hurt. So our turnaround time frame when, so, when somebody puts in a suggestion is pretty fast. Like, you know, hey, 10 people said that they wanted this. When can we fund it? And then when can we tell our members, right? Yeah. And, and it's usually a pretty fast turnaround because right now the gym is pretty much self-sustained, you know, and uh, we're, we're, we're basically maxed out on memberships and uh, not because of... Uh, not because of our choice, it's because of the space, yeah. right? So, you know, and that's one of the things that sucks is that we have to turn people away now or eventually. But, you know, and the, but that also gives the original founders and members of 3.0 now the, some sense of, a, you know, belonging. yeah, belonging, yeah, right? exactly. They know that you guys are making sure that the space is kept in a, in a exactly. way that they can still come in, get their workouts done. It's not just, you guys aren't just uh, looking waiting, to make more money. waiting line to get on your equipment. Or, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't finish a workout because there's just, just so many people, mm -hmm. right? And, I, and we all want to know each other, right? And that's, so 
again we talk about the struggles of the gym it's the struggles develop over time but we usually find a way to get over it because of uh you know the members help us figure out the way and uh but yeah basically uh yeah. other than that not much we kind of just roll with what happens <laughs> yeah it's almost like those as you guys were talking about a couple of the struggles you had to roll through were actually almost lucky blessings in disguise yeah, very really lucky. to be honest you haven't yeah, deal we, with the we always and, we always see every uh you know every challenge as an opportunity to to really improve and and learn new things yeah. right and it seems like every time you guys have taken that and grown mm-hmm. and grown and grown and it's that's so awesome mm-hmm. gosh it's been so awesome hearing this story i it's you know being a part of the gym and then hearing how you guys started it and where it came from and i me as a member, I, like everything you guys say, I'm, oh yeah, that makes me feel, that's why I feel so welcome at this gym. And I, I get excited, I, you know, I get off of work and I, I'm excited to go to the gym and not only to just go work out. I, you know, that used to be my thing. I would get excited because I get to go work out, but now I get to have a conversation with some amazing people and just constantly learn mm-hmm. in there. I, you know, learn about life, learn about lifting, learn about everything. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah. Um, we're, we're very fortunate to, to have you as, mm-hmm. as a member. It's um, <laughs> in, addition, in addition to all our members, you know, we, we're, we're very happy. We have such a diverse family. Um, you know, everyone can come in with a different story, different, a different struggle that they grew up with. And we always like to, to hear those. Yeah. What, along with like all the lifting uh, pursuits that everyone is, is pursuing, right? Whether it's just to be stronger or just to be healthier, mm-hmm. a combination of the two. You genuinely care about the members at your gym and their lives and, and what their well-being and what's going on. Yeah. You know, ultimately, we're, we are just a big family. Yeah. Right? That's that's awesome. That's awesome. If there was a couple of things that you could leave somebody that's looking to to start their maybe their own gym, not necessarily their own gym, but maybe a business, you know, what what would you what would you say to them? What would you recommend? Tips that you'd leave behind. I'd, what you I'd wouldn't do, or there's anything you wouldn't I'll, do. I'll Steven. You let Stephen go first. <laughs> I, you know, they, you hear a lot when people are starting businesses that. Uh, the question you want to, I think that you should ask is, uh, do you want to make a living off of this, right? Because that's going to change your perspective on everything, right? Or do you want to do this to spread knowledge, uh, spread your your craft or your goods, right? So once you can define what you're trying to do, make money, or again, spread your influence the world, that's when you can really uh, decide on how to start the business, right? You know, if I was to open a gym to, to start, I'm sorry, if I was to want to open a gym to make money, I wouldn't do it because there's a very low percentage of making money in a gym, you know, and you hear gym owners say this all the time, right? And it's true, right? But for us, we're fortunate because we don't just sell memberships. We also coach, right? So that's kind of like the bread and butter. But we're also uh, expanding the business by hosting uh, meets and events uh, for 2019. Um so we took our passion and we were able to turn it into money, but it took time, right? A lot of people expect to make money right off the bat, you know, but you also have to be willing to sacrifice to make money, right? We were like, well, averaging like three or four hours of sleep the first three weeks, you know, and uh, you're always wondering like, you know, I hope, I hope we get members so we, 
we don't have to pay the rent ourselves, right? And th this is the stuff that you have to understand when you start a business is that you will struggle, right? Unless you're one of the very lucky that is already making money uh, right off the bat. But again, like that usually yeah. never happens, yeah. right? I mean, the, the, the real word to use here is investment, right? You got you to gotta be able to realize the, the bigger picture, the, the investment in time and, and money initially, right? It, it sometimes can be uh, some, sometimes frightening. Right. You're like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make money. Uh, is, is all the time I'm putting into this business actually worth it? Is it going to actually profit? Right. All these things. Right. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you, you have to be secure of, of your passion and, and your vision and then act on it. Mm -hmm. Right. In addition to, you know, just taking on opportunities that, that come about. Right. Yeah. You should and you should never be afraid to ask a successful person. For advice, right? if if they're a master of something that you want to do, you should ask them. You know, it's a compliment to them most of the time when somebody's asking for advice. As long as you're not like blatantly copying or stealing, right? Right. At least give credit to our stew. And a lot of our credit we give again to our members, and then of course our background, uh, previous employment, you know, education, right? So again, this is all the stuff we're doing now isn't stuff that we made up. Mm -hmm. It was just a variation of what we learned from others, and seeing other gyms, you know, traveling, just everything all in one, meeting yeah. people, unique people. Yeah, you guys also get really involved in the community as a whole itself, in the right. powerlifting community here in Oregon. I think yeah. you guys are doing some major things to really help bring um, awareness to powerlifting in Oregon and really make it more of a popular sport. I mean, it's yeah. it's really it's really cool. I think you know there really wasn't much of a powerlifting scene here in this area. Yeah, we're still uh, the only powerlifting gym in Washington County. Oh, really? Yeah, so the, and that's something that wasn't intentional. It's just how it was. And we realized that after, well, after like a month of us starting, because we're like, oh, shoot, we really are. Yeah. So it makes sense that we, all the power lifters are coming to our gym. Yeah. Like, we, need, we need a place to lift over <laughs> here, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, you know, like, like you were saying with the connecting with other gyms and other, other people outside of the gym, um, Networking is such an important thing, mm -hmm. right? Especially in powerlifting, right? Um, you want to be able to work with other gyms, um, you know, talk to other gym members, other coaches, other. Um, at this point, we're we're referees and judges as well um, in in the USPA Federation, and through that, we were able to network with uh, the president and the executive vice president as well as various other referees and coaches, mm -hmm. and right, and so. You know, getting to go to other gyms and meeting other people, we get to to learn their struggles, um, and you know, hopefully, um, through our struggles, we are able to contribute some some knowledge as well. Right. And then from there, it's just kind of like a a sharing. I would say it's like a sharing mixing pot. Right? Yeah. Where we can all benefit. Everybody's just everybody. learning from everybody. So it's just uh, you know, it's just a touch up on that networking thing. Um, your your meet that you had your very first meet was the first meet that any one of our members had and I remember I was gone that weekend and I was devastated I was like hey Peter can you can you go here can you handle him and uh, or at least go there to be there for James because I want to be there too and you know of course Peter's like yeah I'll, I'll go there and uh, you know I, I, he was live streaming when you were there so I can watch you oh, awesome. and that was one of the opportunities where the feedback that he gave was you know even though it was a small meet even though it was only one person competing it was still fun to go and meet people 
but also get to see you develop, right? Ever since that meet, we got to see you develop as a powerlifter and not only, uh, develop as in the strength progression. Now, now we're confident with you being able to even help uh, teach your technique to other people, right? So, I mean, we've always been confident in our members uh, to, to help train each other, but now to see everybody develop to the point where they can actually give some, they're, uh, they're comfortable enough to give advice, you know, and it all became, sorry, let me, let me start this over here. Uh, it all began with networking in the beginning, right? Yeah. You know, we get to see you grow, you get to see us grow, we get to see other gyms grow. And then uh, as a person, we also grow as well. So, you know, now we're here sitting with you doing a podcast, right? This is something that we hope that this will help grow your next project. Yeah. You know, and people get to know about our business and we help them grow as well. Exactly. I, that's, it's, it, you know, what, what you can, what we can all give and grow to each other. Exactly. You know, we're all, uh, we're all trying to improve in one way or mm. another in our lives. And it's, uh, it's truly been uh, a pleasure. And I'm so happy that I've gotten to be a part of your gym because like you're saying, I've grown so much in, in strength, but also I've, I've grown so much in, in my craft and my ability and as a human being I mean I've met some people in the gym that have opened opportunities to me and it's just been it's it's been amazing and I'm so glad to be able to to talk to you guys and hopefully we can share your story and inspire other people and uh, they can get to know a little bit more about the uh, the minds behind PDX Barbell Club and uh, do you guys have some you, you definitely do you have some social media accounts and some websites let's hear them so the people, if they want to check it out, they can check out. How do we find you guys? It's PDX Barbell Club at PDX Barbell Club on Instagram mm -hmm. and Facebook, right? Same thing. Same thing. Yep. And website is PDX Barbell Club. Yep. Boom. There you go, guys. If you are interested at all in powerlifting, definitely check out their gym. Um, you guys won't be. Uh, won't be dissatisfied. And you have a, a meet coming up here <clears throat> in January, right? Yep, January 19th. Uh, it will be on a Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, we've already filled up all the spots. Hey. There's a huge waiting list that's growing right now, but you know, if, if any one of you are free, um, please uh, do come out, spectate, support. USPA meet. Um, it'll be a good one. We'll be the first one in the area. Yeah, it'll be like yeah. the first powerlifting competition in Washington County, right? Yeah, I think Hills, that's yeah Washington. I was about to say Hillsboro, but that's yeah, right. yeah, all Washington County. You guys are the first powerlifting gym. All the way so out here in the east, yeah, or west. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure, and uh, next time, see you guys later. Thank you. Thank you.